the Excite Center at Drexel University, where creative expression and technology come together. Just in time for Drexel Startup Fest, which will be taking place Wednesday, November 7th and Thursday, November 8th, 2018, I'm sitting down with several people who are involved with the fest. The first will be Logan Levison, who became the CEO of Argyle Interactive while pursuing his degree in business at the LeBeau School of Business and is now the head of communications at the Bayada Institute for Entrepreneurship. He sat down with me to discuss Startup Fest a little bit more. So my name is Logan Levinson. I'm the CEO and founder of Argyle Interactive. We're a marketing firm in Center City, Philadelphia. I was a Drexel graduate of 2014 from the LeBeau School of Business. Um, and since then, I've been working on running this firm since my junior year of college. I've worked with a, a number of Philadelphia-based clients as well as more regional and even national, um, more notably being Drexel University, more specifically the Close School of Entrepreneurship and the Biata Institute. Um, for them, we run their full communication strategy, um, any marketing, social media, email, website design, landing pages, and all that. Um, our flagship event that we do every year is Startup Fest. It used to be called Startup Day. Um, in keeping up with the times, we thought Startup Fest was more appropriate. Um, we've transformed it from a one-day event where we had maybe 80 to 100 people to now a two-day event where last year we tipped the scales at over 620 people. So we're hoping this year to have even more uh, people participate. Uh, inside that event, we have a few different competitions, a staff pitch competition where anyone from a custodian to the provost can go on stage and win prizes and pitch their idea. Uh, we have a fast pitch competition where uh, really anyone can go up on stage and pitch for 30 seconds and the winner of that will also win a prize. And then there's our flagship event, which is the incubator competition, where those students with more fledged out ideas and business plans can uh, present in front of a panel of mentors and, and judges to win anything from in-kind services from our various sponsors, like advertising hours from us, Argyle, or legal hours um, from some of the, the local law firms, um, or cash. I wanted to ask you a bit of a fun question. What is your favorite part about Startup Fest? Sure. I think last year my favorite part of Startup Fest, although I enjoyed the whole thing, um, was seeing the fast pitch competition. So um, when I was watching and they announced, okay, fast pitch uh, you know, competitors, please line up, there was maybe two or three people. And as soon as that first pe person finished, you know, and everyone saw how nervous that person was and that they actually did a great job, more and more people started to line up to the point we had to cut the line off. And a matter of fact, one of the participants went on to start the business that she had been speaking about with her friends for maybe a week and gave it during the fast pitch. And it's been about a year and a half, she's, or a year now that she's been uh, running that business and gaining traction. It's really cool to see that. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, we had the um, Startup Fest Expo, where 
I'd say about 50 different startups and companies from around the area uh, set up their tables and we had a each of those companies had to have a game um, so a, a visitor would come up a guest would come up to that table and participate in that game and earn a raffle ticket mm-hmm. and at the end you know if you had enough raffle tickets we would raffle off that number and that person would win a prize um, so there's from the time you get there in the morning to the time you leave the second day anyone can be a winner you don't even have to go on stage although you can have the opportunity to so it's it's a great event with startup fest being for the drexel entrepreneurship community it doesn't seem like it's a shut off event who exactly can come to startup fest we encourage anyone from the philadelphia and beyond entrepreneurship community to come participate some of the events are limited to just Drexel students or Drexel staff. The staff pitch competition is Drexel staff. The fast pitch and the incubator competition are just Drexel students. The incubator competition, I believe, at least 25% of the company must be owned by a current Drexel student. Um, other than that, if they would like to team up with a graphic artist from Temple and a strategist from Penn, they can do so. You can RSVP on drexelstartupfest.com. However, you can register at the door, but if you RSVP, it gives us a better indication of how many people will go there to make sure that everyone can get, you know, swag when they come in the door, um, refreshments, there is a happy hour, and everything at Startup Fest is completely free. Uh, You don't need to take out your wallet for anything. With something like the Fast Pitch Competition, Would you recommend that these small businesses have a business plan outlined somewhere and written down? Or would you say that you can just come in and present your idea on the fly? You definitely don't need to. Um, I'm sure some people have been thinking about their idea for long enough to where they do have some thoughts on it that are past the, you know, initial thinking. Um, However, most of the ideas we heard from last year were things that that people have been thinking of or had thought of um, as soon as they heard the words fast pitch and saw their friends going up there and giving that pitch. For the Biata Incubator Competition, how are the participants being judged? So there will be a panel of judges that's made up of Mel Biata, who uh, is the namesake behind uh, the Biata Institute, um, Mike Edwards, who is the former CEO of eBags, um, his co-founder as well, um, and a few others who are, are close and dear to the Drexel community. And they will have a strict criteria on how to judge the incubator competition. So it's less up to their opinion of who did better or whose idea they like better, yeah. but who real, really followed the guidelines of you know the better presentation and you know well-spoken and the... Um, the backup and support from their presentation uh, to make their their idea really come to life in front of an audience. Within a couple of years, Startup Day has already transitioned to Startup Fest, so it seems like Startup Fest is kind of a startup of its own, developing its place within the Drexel community. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's I believe it's under five years, so it's still you know technically a startup depends who you talk to um, but it is a startup much like uh, the close school of entrepreneurship that puts on the startup fest every year you know we're also a, a startup um, 
So just a, a crew of startups putting together startups. What is the goal of Startup Fest, and how did it develop? Startup Fest started as an opportunity to get together the entrepreneurial community at Drexel and in the region. And then from there, we just listen to our audience and our guests and the feedback that we've gotten year over year to try to perfect what we're doing. I noticed on the Biata Institute website, there's mention of a business plan and a business model. I wanted to know what's the distinction between the two. Sure. So I'm going to add another one in there for you, and that would be a business canvas, right? So much like a painting where you have a canvas, right? You're, you're drawing all over it. So you're not going on onto Google and typing in business plan and, you know, grabbing a sample and a executive summary and marketing plan and all these aspects that are in a business plan and trying to fill in the blanks and then submitting that to your teacher for a grade. We want this to be really a working document. So a business model would be that that working process that you're learning from your failures, you're learning from your successes, and you're trying to put together an overall model that's going to work for that business, even though the things that you tried yesterday might not work tomorrow, and the things that you're going to try tomorrow may not have worked yesterday. I mean, even when I was a student at LeBeau, um, I got the idea for Argyle Interactive from working in an experiential learning course. Uh, my co-founder at the time was heading up the advertising department of that experiential learning course, and I was in marketing. Um, and we we joined forces to make that experiential learning course come alive and help that founder succeed with his business. Um, and we realized we could do this for more companies, so we formed this business. Um, and we learned a lot from that that business model experiential learning um, type education. With the knowledge that you have now, having started your own business, what's some advice that you would give to someone that's thinking about starting their own company? So there's two things. One, the importance of an entrepreneurial education and the importance of an education in general should not be undervalued. I remember being in college and trying to understand why I was there, why I was sitting through calculus when I could maybe do the same equations by looking at a, you know one of the math websites or using a calculator. And, and you realize that there's a lot more opportunity. There's opportunity to meet people. I mean, even our library in the basement, there are rows and rows of attainable patents that you can look through. And you might find one that was from 1975 that had no real application at that point, but could be a, a total uh, you know, money maker in 2018. The second thing that I would advise is just get started. There's, there's no shame in failing in entrepreneurship. And uh, I might sound cliche, and this is overused by this point, but failing is how you learn. So you're not trying to fail, and you must learn from those failures in order to succeed. You can't just keep failing for the sake of failing, right? But when you learn your lesson from that failure and, and keep trying and digging in and knowing when to pivot that idea when it's really not working, uh, that's how you get started toward that success. So jump in, get your feet wet. You know, it's the easiest way to learn is by doing. Do you have any closing thoughts for anyone considering coming to Startup Fest this year? I would say for anyone interested, uh, you know, in this year's Startup Fest, and, and might not know, you know, if it's the event for you, 
Um, we all know that college students are busy and there's a lot of stuff going on, so we don't want to encourage people who are not going to have a good time to come. There are plenty of resources on the Close School website as well as the Close School's YouTube channel and Facebook. There's some videos on how the last few years have played out, and I think you'll get a good idea of what the event is like through those videos. We've done a good job of, of you know, transmitting an, an accurate display of how, that, how the event has transpired each time. So as much as I'd love to say everyone should come and it's for everybody, there is some truth in that. There may be th some things that uh, you know you enjoy even if you're not into entrepreneurship. However, this is for people who are interested in new business ventures, corporate entrepreneurship, um, and a lot of the, the other themes that we've, we've talked about in this podcast. After speaking with Logan Levinson, I had the opportunity to have a phone interview with Rachel Beniola, the second place pitch competition winner of the Bayada Institute Business Plan Competition of Startup Day 2016. She also was the CEO of Annie London, which was inspired by Annie Londonberry, an entrepreneur and the first woman to bike around the world. I am Rachel Bignola, the founder and CEO of Annie London, and we are the creators of the Kova, and the Kova is actually the first foldable bike helmet that's actually fully customizable in its look, um, extremely safe, and it's actually 100% recyclable. So this helmet, the Kova, is actually used for biking, skateboarding, all different types of outdoor activities, but it folds up down to like a third of the size of traditional helmets so that you can put it away in your bag or your book bag when you're not using it to make it really convenient. Um, and really, our mission is simple, that we want to offer cyclists and athletes a really life-saving, comfortable option that encourages them to really enjoy the journey and empowers them to bike and feel really good about the way they look and be safe when they're on the road. Did you develop the idea for Annie London while you were attending Drexel? Yes, yes. Actually, um, while I was getting my MBA at LeBeau in entrepreneurship and innovation management, I was thinking about developing some kind of startup idea when I noticed that a lot of people in Philly were not wearing bike helmets. Um, that really piqued my interest because a good friend of mine got into a crash when we were kids and she actually became permanently blind when she fell off of her bike. And, and the doctors had told her, because you weren't wearing a helmet, that definitely put you at risk. And wearing a helmet could have possibly prevented that injury to her eye and becoming blind. So, you know, being a cyclist myself and biking ever since I was can remember, it's always been something on my mind that as long as gravity exists, then there's some kind of risk there for injury. So I wanted to figure out a way that people could protect themselves. So while I was going through the Drexel's coursework and it was teaching you how to test out ideas, that was one of the ideas that came to me back in 2015. And ever since then, I've been developing it and iterating prototypes, hiring different people to come on and help move it, move it along. And basically now, you can pre-order a helmet on our website at anylondon.com and um, we'll be shipping in the spring of 2019. Okay, that sounds great. What drew you to Startup Day? What made you want to be a part of it? 
I mean, there's multiple reasons. One is that I definitely wanted experience with pitching because when you run a startup and you're a founder, that is a big part of your job is going in front of investors, going in front of, you know, different people that you pretty much need to sell your product or your service. And at the very least, I knew that it would be good experience and exposure for me to get feedback from expert judges to get feedback from the startup community on my product and my business model and so I signed up really wanting that feedback and wanting uh, input on my vision for the company and that's one reason the other reason is I needed money you know being a bootstrap startup Mm -hmm. I've been funding this myself largely for the first like two years of the company and then um, in year three, I brought on more of a team and took on some additional funding. But those first two years, which is right when the competition was, I was like, okay, I need some cash. And seeing that there were cash prizes, I was like, that's really awesome. It also, the winnings included legal advice and legal support from Drexel's Law Clinic for entrepreneurs. Okay. So I got some help with some legal documentation from them which was helpful as well as some space in Drexel's Bayada Institute Mm -hmm. so basically I got office space there for a year which was fantastic and so I was really excited about pitching and I did end up winning in the top three against I think there was like maybe 20 or 30 companies that competed and it was really awesome to hear my name get called that I was one of the winners, so. <laughs> well, with that, what, in your opinion, made Annie London stand out or win, you know, an award? Um, so, really, I know that the, that the business model that I had pitched in, in the application process and pitching about just how I wanted to structure the company and my vision for the opportunity and the fact that this is um, a very new, innovative product. Um, you know, the way that I designed it and, and, and really engineered the, the different layers of it to have a hard shell and soft foam and have a fabric cover, like that's something that hasn't been done in the, in the bike helmet world ever. So like, I know we stood out in terms of being very innovative, um, as well as the fact that we were promoting a physical product versus maybe software. Um, I think that that really helped me stand out among a lot of the applicants was that I actually went and built a physical like helmet, which I brought to the competition and and showed the judges that. and I know that the team, the team of advisors that have advised me through this process, I know that that was impressive to them as well as just the massive market opportunity that was there. So I think um, my passion for this shined through because this is my life. Um, just really that all that put together really allowed Annie London to stand out as a winner at the competition. So how would you say the progression of your business changed after winning? Once I won, I actually went on to pitch at another competition literally a few days later through the Alliance of Women Entrepreneurs in Philadelphia. And I encourage any female founders to um, pitch for AWE. 
I pitched there and I ended up winning first place in that competition based on the feedback that I got from the Drexel Startup Day competition. So the judges had given me feedback on my business model and it was extremely helpful. And basically after the fact, I I used that in iterating and really tweaking my pitch a little bit of like some things that I, I didn't talk about that I could have talked about. So I made sure to touch on those in the next pitch and I ended up winning first prize there. So it definitely helped me fine tune how I present my company in the best light. And um, I used that funding that I won from Drexel's startup. I think it was around $8,000 that I won. So I used that money to fund um, filing for a utility patent. So because we have a very unique um, design of our helmet of how it protects and how it provides safety with the hard shell and the specialized foam inside that layer technology we knew we needed to get we need to protect our intellectual property so um, that funding really helped to protect us which created value for the business and um, it helped us to be able to pitch to other investors later on and and I think it, it really just opened doors in terms of building credibility for Annie London to show that we stand out as a top, a, t- a great opportunity for not only investors, but really the community at large to utilize a product that's very safe as well as very customizable to the cyclist preferences for fashion. So that's why the, the, I wanted the fabric cover to be removable. I wanted the chin straps to be removable and come in different colors so that people could make their own style out into the Kova. I actually read about you being in a, another competition and you stated that your biggest takeaway from the competition was to take advice with a grain of salt just because others may not have the same industry knowledge or perspective as you and I just wanted to know what experiences you had um, that framed your way of thinking that sure yeah no that's a great question so so some of the judges well all the judges that were on that panel you know none of them were from a bike helmet company right like they weren't bike helmet industry experts so the questions that they asked about my industry the biking industry they didn't necessarily know so some of the suggestions you are going to get as a founder from judges and from investors you have to keep in mind what their experience is like before you meet with an investor or you or even go pitch at a competition look up all the judges look up their backgrounds and understand ahead of time like where they're coming from because then it'll help you kind of understand not only how to pitch to them but also how to keep their their input in perspective so when I heard from the judges some of their input was very valuable other input maybe not so relevant but you know they're coming from a good place they want to help and sometimes they might say something that maybe doesn't apply to my industry so I would just say to always be be aware of that fact and weigh everything that's told to you don't just take everything as gospel from somebody you have to really 
um, weigh out the options and think, is this useful to my business? Is this information applicable to my industry and what I'm trying to achieve? Yeah, that makes sense. Is there something that you didn't expect to gain from Startup Day? Something I didn't expect. I think that's an interesting question. I mean, I think what it definitely gave me personally as the CEO is a lot of confidence in myself. I think going up there and and hear and hearing my name be called up there against all these other companies, it was an it was an honor. So I think it really gave me that confidence. And I think if you're considering applying you know, and you're a little scared about it, this is a great opportunity for you to build confidence in yourself. And the things that scare you the most are the things that you need to at least give a try. So I think with this, especially as a startup founder, getting the opportunity to pitch is something that I I highly suggest. It's going to help you fine tune your, the way that you pitch your company, how you present yourself. Um, it definitely gave me this boost of just confidence to say, hey, look, these are people that don't know me. You know, they don't have to be nice, right? Because when you talk to your friends and family, they might say, oh, that's a great idea that you have. But this panel of judges is not going to do that. They're going to be honest with you. So the fact that they chose me as one of the top startups at Startup Day, it, it really validated, you know, not only the the Kova as this awesome folding helmet, but it validated me and my work as as the founder. So I think, you know, as much as it might scare you to to do this and go up in front of all these people, I say it's gonna end up giving you a lot more confidence, even if you don't win, because you'll be able to say that you you did it, you um, got through it, and whatever feedback you get from the judges you know, immediately put into, um, into practice for your next pitch. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And this is my plug as founders. Go out there and check out the COVA at anylondon.com. And we're building the website up as we go. And we appreciate your support. If you would even put your email address on there, we can let you know as updates come through. But go apply to Startup Day. And I want to see you guys winning these pitches. We are looking for, we're always looking for interns that would like to help us with marketing, um, with all different types of things that are happening at Annie London. So feel free to reach out. We're also hiring different roles. So if you like to bike or you're passionate about cycling or outdoor exercise and health and wellness, you know, we'd love to hear from you and see if there's a good fit. So, um, send us your email addresses at at this website and um, get out there and bike. For the final interview of this Excitecast, I'm sitting down with the director of the Bayada Institute of Entrepreneurship, Dr. Chuck Sacco. Hi, Kristen. Hi. My first question is, what is the importance of entrepreneurship and small businesses and why are those things being celebrated during Startup Fest? It's a great question. I mean, entrepreneurship is so important in individuals' lives and in today's economy. As we increasingly see technology and globalization really change everything uh, that's in front of us, uh, what it means to be uh, entrepreneurial is really about uh, trying to become the entrepreneur of your life and really taking hold of the things that are going to matter to you in terms of creating value, of having economic freedom, of having a, a very 
diverse and, and skilled um, uh, kind of work uh, work uh, work environment ahead of you, and you know, we just really see entrepreneurship as a, as a way of life as much as it is about starting a company. For Startup Fest, it's really a celebration event, celebration of all things entrepreneurial Drexel, uh, which include our student entrepreneurs, our alumni entrepreneurs, all of our supporters around us that are really helping individuals realize their dreams. And uh, we, we turned the two-day event into a really great program for them. What are some of the challenges that these small businesses face when starting out? It's incredibly difficult and challenging to get any new venture started. And every prospective entrepreneur has to grapple with uh, quite a few challenges ahead of them in terms of getting their idea off the ground. So it always starts with the idea, but what you're really constrained with, especially in the beginning, is availability of what we call human capital and financial capital. Human capital being just people, um, not only for the entrepreneur themselves, but also for uh, the team that they build around them. And then financial capital being the, uh, the, the money that you need, sometimes in very small ways in the beginning, uh, to get some of the critical things done that you need to get done. So programs like Startup Fest and the Incubator Competition itself really can help entrepreneurs do a number of things. So on the financial capital side, if they win, then obviously there's you know, some, some great prize money there uh, that you can use to, to move forward with. Uh, but on the human capital side, it's a great opportunity for you also to get exposure, to build your network, to build your team, identify the resources that are going to be important for you to get started. So. We view the competitions as a great way to do that. Not everybody's going to win, um, but everybody has an opportunity to leverage all the other resources around the competition and the opportunity to get exposure and, and to build your network. I was reading underneath the description for the Bayada Incubator Competition mm-hmm. that a business plan is not required, right. um, and I thought that was a bit strange. So what was the decision-making behind this? Yeah, a lot of these competitions, especially in the past, used to require business plans, um, but most universities have dropped that as a requirement. Uh, and the reason for that is that in the early days of, of a new idea, a new venture, when you're starting something, business plan may not be that important. It's going to be important down the line, but in the beginning, what's really mostly important is to validate as much as you can that with your idea that there's a, there's a customer at the other end of that idea. It's something we call determining product market fit. And really what an entrepreneur has to do is first prove whether or not there's potentially some product market fit. There's a fit between the idea of the product they have and the market or the customer that they think will benefit from that product or service. So a lot of what we call the lean startup methodology, lean startup techniques, uh, work very well for individuals that maybe don't have a whole lot of money uh, to throw out an idea so you have to be very efficient with really trying to prove out whether or not there's, again, a customer at the other end of that idea. So the business plan becomes more of, a, of an opportunity cost because you're, you're writing something that really isn't rooted in any type of reality because you just don't know those things. So it's really difficult to plan until you have quite a bit more substance and, um, and validation around you. So that's why we don't require it. So for those who can't participate in Startup Fest, what other opportunities does the Biota Institute offer? We've designed Startup Fest to be a, a very open two-day event, so hopefully every student has an opportunity to at least poke their head in for a little while to see what's going on, whether it's to see part of the Entrepreneur Expo or we're showcasing entrepreneurs on the first day or on the second day, which are competitions. So in terms of the Biota Incubator, uh, which has been a, a staple at Traxel for, uh, for nearly 20 years, 
it's a, it's a great resource center for any student that has an idea and wants to at least begin to take some of the initial steps to, uh, to take that idea forward. So um, we talk about Biota, we talk about the five C's. So the first C is community, which is the community of entrepreneurs that we have around us uh, in the space at 32nd and Market in the Pearlstein building. Uh, the next C is our competitions, like our incubator competition. We also do fast pitch competitions. We do what's called a business model competition, which is a lot of fun uh, in the spring. Uh, coaching and mentoring is another C, so that's where we get um, individuals both inside and outside of Drexel to really work with our student and recent graduate entrepreneurs and helping them take their idea forward. Uh, content, so we do content workshops, that's another C, uh, where we bring in guest speakers, investors, and lawyers, or we'll do uh, a special topics type workshop that we think can be very valuable to an individual wanting to learn what it means to be entrepreneurial. And then the last C is around connections, which is really to help uh, you know, our student recent graduate entrepreneurs connect with the Philadelphia startup community and even some national, regional and national programs that we think can be really important to uh, helping to, to uh, propel them. So we, we do a lot. Uh, we provide a lot of value and it's all free for students, which is fantastic and really encourage any student that has an idea to come see us. I'm pretty sure everyone would love to be an entrepreneur, but it's not for everyone. What would you say is the common factor amongst the entrepreneurs you've met? I think you know one important thing that we see is individuals wanting to take action. They have an idea and they want to try to do something with it. So that taking action part becomes very, very critical. I think we all have ideas and sometimes we sit in those ideas, not sure what to do with them. Uh, maybe aren't even sure or, or confident enough that it's a good idea. So I think the entrepreneurs that say, you know what, I'm going to try something. I'm going to just take some small step. And it could be a very simple small step. It doesn't have to be a big step uh, because entrepreneurship oftentimes is a, is a series of very, very small steps that lead to, to much bigger uh, actions over time. So I think it's that taking action. Uh, another important aspect is to be coachable, to listen, to get feedback. Uh, you certainly sometimes as an entrepreneur, you, you, know, you really believe what you believe and you're passionate about it. But you have to listen to others and you have to listen especially to your prospective customers and get feedback because you want to make sure that you're doing something that the market really wants. And if you're not coachable, then it becomes quite a bit more challenging. What advice would you give to anyone that is looking into starting their own business or looking to come to Startup Day and maybe be a part of the competitions there? Sure. I think it's just you know, show up. I think if you want to, uh, if you have an idea and you want to do a fast pitch competition around the fast pitch competition that's super easy just uh, sign up on the, uh, the competition website uh, go to drexelstartupfest.com uh, we'll get you to the links to sign up for everything but um you know mainly i think you just want to show up and just get a feel for the environment start talking to some of the companies that are in the uh, in the competition and participating in the entrepreneur expo sometimes it if you're thinking about new ideas or you're thinking about starting something but you're not really quite sure Maybe join an existing team, learn what they're doing, what the, the things that they're going about. Um, every, every founder, every entrepreneur needs help, and sometimes just you know, getting other students to help and participate on an early stage team can be really beneficial for all involved. Are there any other closing notes that you would like to say? No, I would say, uh, obviously, uh, if you can go to the website, drexelstartupfest.com, that's a, a great way to get started. And the Biota Institute website, which is very easy to find for Drexel, or you can just Google it. Uh, we have a whole range of resources available there on the website. Uh, you can request a mentor meeting, and uh, we'll get you, uh, get you set up with somebody. Uh, 
typically ask you to fill out an ID assessment questionnaire, which is also online in a platform we have called Startup Tree. So uh, just, you know, reach out at any point. Thank you for tuning in to this month's ExciteCast. If you want to learn more about the Excite Center, follow us on Twitter at Excite Center. Or you can email us at excite at drexel.edu. And if you want even more, you can come to our T3 Lightning Talks every third Thursday at 3. Hello everyone, my name is Ashley Cole and I am the Communications Manager here at the Excite Center. And to conclude our episode, here is Hubo with some closing remarks. Why did the robot marry his fiance? He couldn't resist her. Ha ha ha, ha ha ha, ha ha ha.